It's Monday, March 20th, 2023. Coming up on the program today, Punished Rectum and other assorted romance poems. Plus, Ode to Scrod, the caviar of fish. Paula Abdul wants to let you know she sat next to an African-American and threatening to flush Granny's ashes down the toilet. All coming up today. thinking about Mr. Penis. I'm a sucker for other people's pain. Boy, pussy. Boy, pussy. Boy, pussy. Yes, Timothy James Henson back here with you to kick off a new week of shows. Got a great one for you today. At the top of the program, you heard, I don't know what the hell you heard, some sort of erotic performance piece set to music. That is, if you consider shoving Belgian waffles up your granny's asshole to be erotic, and I do. It got me thinking about sex poems, and I seem to remember many years ago, there was a a website where I got a lot of uh, Sextastic Tuesday stories from. They were experimenting with a new section on their site where authors could upload uh, erotic poems. So not only could you upload full bloom stories, poets could participate. And then later on, they expanded it even further with audio poems. It has been years and years since I've checked out this website, and I thought it might be fun to play a few of these audio sex poems. We begin with a poem entitled, Mistress Crush My Balls. Mistress Crush My Balls. Ah, as I sit next to my goddess, worshipping her pussy, her proprietary grip, her Grip of wifely ownership crushes my family jewels, my scotal sack. Crazy ethnic people! I don't think I've ever heard an Indian dude utter the word scrotal sack before. First time I ever heard that. Nice. I clicked on this guy's name. He has submitted thousands 
of stories, poems, audio poems. Me, my love. And I guess songs? This one's called Rape Me, My Love. Rape me, my love. Every night, he said, Steve insert stuck in penis. A penis. Sticking out <laughs> like this. Yeah. Her clitoris pressing against the handle of insert. Even though it's kind of hard to understand some of the things he's saying, I want to own his entire collection of work. Punished rectum. Especially punished rectum. Clenched pussy quivers. Clitoris squirts come. Muscular finger invades. Up punished rectum. There you go. That's the entire poem. Short, sweet, and to the point. Let me share with you one more from this dude, and then we'll move on. This is a feminazi rape. She rapes your prostate chakra, and you blissfully sigh. If you missed that line, and I had to listen to it a few times, it's, uh, she rapes your prostate chakra. She rapes your prostate chakra, and you blissfully sigh. But when at length, the gland doth spurt, reacting to steel feminist urethral insert. Oh my God, this story has it all, right? She's, uh, fucking your ass, right? Stimulating your prostate. Now she's shoving stuff down your urethra. Outflows blood. Ow! It is a mini flood. Ow, no! She guilt trips, nauseates, and surrenders over the knee her luscious ass. I think he's trying to say luscious ass there. Well, you get the idea. Say what you will about this uh, poor Indian man just trying to get you off with his erotic poems. At least he's trying. He's putting some effort into this. A bunch of guys just get on there and, and they do like dirty limericks and shit. I once met a chick with huge tits who came home with me while blitzed. In our bed, I did find quite a shocking surprise that her tits were as big as her dick. Well, that's transphobic right there. That's not hot at all. I also ran across some, uh, like, really old ones. I'm pretty sure we have featured Dirty Joe 69 on the podcast before. Cleveland Steamer. Like, that voice is tattooed in my brain. Like, I, I totally remember him. Cleveland Steamer. Hot, dirty coil sits on her chest. <laughs> she told me she loved it, thought it the best. Between her tits, a turd there lays. I get weirded out. There must be better ways. She tells me to make her come. Nothing works keener than to have me squat over her, dropping a smelly Cleveland steamer. These guys make a mockery out of this uh, audio poem repository. Shame, shame, shame on you. Now, as I mentioned, uh, there are not only audio poems, but the website is full of written poems. And instead of me getting on the mic here and reading you some of the ones that I found interesting, we have all this exciting new technology at our fingertips. We were playing around with some of it last week right here on the podcast. Yes, I am talking about cloned AI voices. Now, I could very easily use my fake Mead AI voice to, to read you some erotic poetry or even Galileo 2333. 
Instead, I really wanted to find the worst, least sexy, whiny-ass voice that, when heard, immediately would dry up any healthy, wet pussy in an earshot. You know, a voice that turns any cunt ecosystem into a dry, crackly, barren desert. You hear the guy talking, and boom, instantly, tumbleweeds start blowing through that now inhospitable landscape of Death Valley poon you've got going on down there. So I racked my brain. I really gave it a lot of thought. And then, boom, it hit me. That if I feel like trading my body for a part in a movie, well, that's my business. And if you say differently, then you're slut-shaming me. How bad do you want that part, Ben? I'd love to force my hand on his little yarmulke and make him gwaggle, gwaggle my dick. To be clear, it has nothing to do with him being Jewish, but, you know, that's where your hand's going to go if you're trying to push his head down onto your cock. I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm pro-cock gagging. Big difference there. So uh, Ben Shapiro is this political commentator guy. I don't know much about him. I'm I'm guessing he's pretty popular because I see his name trending all the time on Twitter. So if you like him, I'm sorry. I don't know how you can listen to him, though. That voice, even if you agree with uh, the stuff he has to say, can't you find someone who says it that doesn't sound like he's a 13-year-old who's about to be stuffed in a locker? So that clip I played for you was from a a question and answer session. I guess Ben was giving a speech normally on his radio show or YouTube program, wherever the hell he broadcasts. He talks very, very fast. So the combination of his high whiny voice and his fast talking, it, it makes his voice super unique. And what have we learned last week on the podcast? Super unique voices are great for AI. This leads us to a new segment here on Distorted View Daily. Ben Shapiro reads erotic poems. Tight and tasty. A lick of my tongue. Parts your whole. No worries, I worship your ass. A filling you feel. My fingers you squeal. One more just right. No worries, I worship your ass. Ready for something bigger. My cock jumps in anticipation. Tightly you hold it. No worries, I worship your ass. That poem was called I Worship Your Ass, by the way. Once again, I do want to stress that all of these poems, audio or otherwise, are entirely real, not written by me. These were found online, including the next one. Ben, would you please do the honors? Saggy old man balls in my face, slapping me until I taste its paste. I suck it down so it won't go to waste. Silver hairs tickle my throat and chin. Looks like grandpa forgot to shave again. The taste is bitter, kind of like eating a bowl of clam chowder or sucking on an oyster skin. When he forgets to shower, I just can't win. Gramps shoots his hot, thick cum all over my face. We are in a haste when Grandma makes it to the house. Maybe later I'll suck off a mouse. Om nom nom. Mr. Shapiro is hungry for that Grandpa cock. That reminds me, the one thing I do know about Ben Shapiro is he's not a fan of trans women. I hope he doesn't hear this. I told him that my name is Randy, but I go by Kayla. And before he knows it, he was sucking and biting lightly on my nipples. Soon his fingers started tugging at my skirt. As I get up, I bring my cock to his lips, rubbing my dickhead around his lips. Not resisting, he slowly part his lips as I entered his mouth slowly. Ben, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stop you right there. This is a a piss-poor poem, isn't it? First of all, there's no rhyming. It's my favorite kind of poem. Second of all, the, the author just keeps using the word lips over and over. You know, lips and hips rhyme very nicely. Would have been totally easy to give me something here. A little rhyming. That's all I ask for. I'm sorry, Ben, go ahead. As I'm slowly grinding his mouth, I'm careful not to let his mind grasp what he was doing. I kept slow fucking his mouth until I start to feel his lips vibrate against the head. As he slowly begins to inch my shaft to the back of his throat and his hands tugged at my ass. 
While I am sucking my tits, he fucks my ass with tender, loving care. As he began massaging my dick until he busted his dam into my ass and jerked my dick until I shot my hot cum into my wanting mouth. Once we were finished, I shared my cum with him as we kissed and laid in each other's arms and fell asleep. Making his first time with a ladyboy the best time he has ever had. See, now is being trans so scary? Of course, this is just one flavor of being trans. This trans uh, person who calls herself a ladyboy kept her dick. But still, it was a nice, sensual story that ends with swapping one's cum. You can't tell me you've never wanted to taste your own sperm, Ben Shapiro. Come on, live a little. Open yourself up to life's experiences. It is fun to hear Ben Shapiro say things that he normally wouldn't talk about. I mean, what's more outrageous than erotic trans porn? Oh, I can think of something. I'm Ben Shapiro, and I'm a shit eater. Mashing brown lumps between my teeth, tugging at my meaty, fleshy cock sheath, chewing that turd, my dick gets even more swollen. I wish a big, fat trans woman would unload her colon right in my face, right down my throat. My favorite turds are ones that don't float. Swallowing the mess is a tricky feat. But when it gets stuck in my throat, that's when I really beat my meat. I'm a filthy scat whore. A poop-eating shithead you gotta admire. Please check out my show at The Daily Wire. This has been Ben Shapiro Reads Erotic Poetry. Yeah, that last one was an original. There's just not enough Ben Shapiro fanfic out there. Which is surprising because he does give off some strong, breedable bottom energy. Fuck me, daddy. Pop my Jewish pink stink cherry and flood my guts with your shiksacum. Shiksacum? I don't think that's the right term if a guy is fucking you, but you're Jewish, you know. I mean, he knows better than me, right? I think we should probably move on. Uh, Oh, last week, one of the very last pieces of audio I shared with you was um, a submission from Miss May, who sent along a Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee by the name of Jace Converse. He recorded a very racist little ditty, which, of course, we played on the podcast. And come to find out, he has uh, an entire catalog of awful music. The reason why I'm bringing him up today is one of his songs is entitled Scrawd. Longtime listeners of the show know I have named my media empire Scrawd Media Group. At the end of every episode of DV, what do you hear? This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrawd Media Group. Right? It's not every day you, you run across a song all about Scrawd. I mean, it's strange to hear a song devoted to any type of fish, really. Anyway, I was very excited to hear that uh, Jace recorded a song all about Scrod. Let's take a listen. Maybe we could use part of it as um, the Scrod Media Group jingle. Scrod. (laughs) Give me some Scrod. It's the only fish I like half as much as a Papa John pizza. Even in the description, he says, This is an original song about my favorite fish dinner, Scrod. The whole song is literally just him saying how much he likes Scrod, and he keeps comparing it to a, a Papa John's pizza. That's all he really has to say about Scrod. Put it in your mouth, take it down south. Take your shaky fish, it's gonna knock you out. Love. 
All right, dude, I'm going to stop you right there. You're getting me hungry for fish. I might just have to have uh, fish today. Oh, no. No! Today's dish is fish from Atlantic. <laughs> the clap always gets me. All right, I can't do this again. Let's move on. Uh, in my favorite decade, the 90s, there was this great collision of uh, a couple of trends. Now, we've talked about each of these things in the past. I told you uh, in the early 90s, there was like this new age boom. Spirituality and crystals, tarot cards and Pure moods. There's a whole thing going on there. Also, 1-900 numbers. We have played so many of these on the podcast before. You guys know, it wasn't just like 1-900 sex lines. There was all sorts of screwy shit going on. You could call and waste your money on a variety of topics and interests. One of those things being uh, 1-900 psychic phone numbers. See, it's the it's the melding of those two things. Mysticism and, uh, you know, 1-900 phone services. These things were advertised all the time on TV, and one of the big ways they were marketed is they would get like a B or C or F-list celebrity, Dionne Warwick, LaToya Jackson, Sylvester Stallone's mother. There's a wide gamut there, but they, they would get like one of these people to be a spokesperson for the psychic 1-900 number. Well, today there's been a modern spin on the 1900 Psychic line. The service is called Psychics One on One, and they've recruited their own D list celebrity. I'll straight up tell you who it's Paula Abdul. They should have went with MC Scat Cat. He would have been cheaper, and it's a way cooler get, you know? But all right, they went with Paula as a celebrity endorsement, and. The infomercial they produced with her is just, um, what's the word? Weird. My name is Paula Abdul. Many of you know me as a multi-platinum selling artist. Guys, what's wrong with Paula? Alcohol? Drugs? A neurological condition? She just sounds slow, you know? And then a lot of you know me as one of the original judges on American Idol. I've never climbed the conventional ladder to success. I swing in from the rafters, come from under the concrete. I always say, I've been the survivor. These are tips and tools that I got from spiritual guides and psychics. I mean, aside from the fact she's like a little slurring and you can't enunciate, it's just, you know, standard Paula. It gets weirder here in a second. She's talking about how uh, her psychic told her that uh, in the future at the time, she was going to uh, be a big star on American Idol. They both said it is going to be the biggest television show in the history of television. But it's going to be your most difficult job because of the guy who sits next to you. And then you're going to be sitting next to an African-American man that you happen to know. Okay, that's the first time she mentions, well, she's talking about Randy Jackson, but she can't just say Randy Jackson. She has to mention that he's black. And if she would have done it just once, I would have been like, okay, well, whatever. She's just describing the person who's sitting next to her, but she she keeps doing it. There's no stopping it. It's going to happen in your part of it. She goes, honey, you willed it to happen. 
when I got to Fox, I come into the room, I then hear, you're going to be sitting next to a rotten British guy and an African-American named Randy Jackson. Again, this is someone you supposedly know. Why is everyone talking about Randy Jackson like that? It's the only way they can describe him. You're going to be sitting next to a black. He's African-American. Who is this person that I'm going to be sitting next to? Well, he's an African-American. Yeah, but who is he? He's, he's on television for a reason, right? My heart dropped to my stomach. Not a black. I can't sit next to someone who's black. I'm going, is this what Dolores and Miss Faye were talking about? Oh, my God. Horrible guy across the pond. Randy Jackson. Oh, my God. And then I willed it to happen. Yeah, that's what the psychic told her. She willed this thing to happen, even though she didn't want to be a part of it. Which, by the way, is probably bullshit because she wasn't doing anything. This is a chance for her to be on a network television show week after week, get her face out there, and more importantly, a paycheck? Yeah, I don't think she was so hesitant about appearing on American Idol. Call bullshit on that one. For all of you who want to know where you can find these amazing, talented people, you just have to go to PsychicsOneOnOne.com. Well, there you go. Psychic Friends Network had Grammy Award-winning artist Dion Warwick as their spokesperson. Psychics 101 has the chick who sang opposites a track with an animated cat. Ta-da! Uh, recently, a clip of Dr. Phil resurfaced. This isn't a, a new episode of his show. This is from a while ago, but uh, I thought it was kind of interesting because a lot of these talk shows did the polygraph test thing. You know, like a lie detector or DNA testing. That was big for a while. Maury was really into that. Dr. Phil's version uh, was kind of more serious. They had a woman on who said that her stepdad molested her. Damn it. That was supposed to be studio audience laughter. My bad. No, a, a very serious episode of Dr. Phil. The stepfather also appeared on the show. He was denying the whole thing the entire time. And Dr. Phil whipped out the polygraph test. And so we reached out to Jack Tremarco. In my opinion, he is the top polygraph examiner on the globe. All right. He's a former FBI special agent and FBI polygraph examiner. He got the best of the best. An A-list lie detector guy. Now, Jack has conducted over 3,500 polygraph examinations. All right. Quit sucking his dick. We get it. He's good. Let me fast forward. So Dr. Phil asked the polygraph guy, uh, you know, was there any reason for concern? Did you see anything strange on this test? He's like, no. Didn't appear like the guy was trying to cheat. The dude was cooperative, yada, yada, yada. Then he asked the guy who was accused of molesting, did you feel comfortable? And the guy was like, yes, the polygraph man was great. No qualms whatsoever. All right, so let's get to the fucking results. Question one, did you ever touch Amber for a sexual reason? And your answer was no. I'm going to fast forward here. He said no to all of the questions. Didn't touch her. Didn't touch her when she was a kid. No touching whatsoever. As a matter of fact, there's two sisters here, Amber and Jessica. They both say that he molested them, and uh, he said no to uh, touching either of them, right? So let's get to the results. And the results were non-deceptive that you were telling the truth. Seriously. If this was Maury, he would be up out of his chair dancing around. You bitches, I told you I didn't finger you. You lying ass hoes. He'd be running around the studio. I knew it. Instead, he's just a little cocky. 
This whole thing just felt like a witch hunt from the beginning. It was terrible. I, to hear these allegations, I don't It's sad. Now, here's my problem with this clip and the whole reason why I'm playing this. If the results came back that he was lying and he did molest them, Dr. Phil would be all over this. This is disgusting. You need to take accountability for what you did. You need to get help. You should be put behind bars. Dr. Phil, by the way, sounds like Mead Skelton if Mead Skelton's balls had dropped at some point. Anyway, what's fascinating about this clip is that Dr. Phil doesn't even accept the fucking results. This stepfather is in a no-win situation. If the lie detector found he was lying, Dr. Phil would be jumping all over him. And now that the results said that he, he didn't molest him, Dr. Phil still thinks he did. I said before I opened that envelope that I felt like I knew what it was going to say. And oh, whatever, Dr. Phil. Although he, he probably did have the results before the show, right? He's a fucking producer, too. That it's his program. I, I knew why. <sighs> I, I thought you were going to pass this test. He's so smart. Um, that Dr. Phil knows all. This test measures what you perceive to be the truth. It's like they wanted a certain result, and when they didn't get it, they're going to just sort of make it that result anyway. Well, the reason why you you passed the test was because you, you're so sick in the head. You're even worse than a standard molester, because you're a molester who believes... He's not a molester. That's why you pass it. And by the way, that could totally be the case here. But I feel like, you know, if you want someone to take a lie detector test and then you get angry with the results, that's not exactly fair. You're making this guy take the test. You got to just sort of live by the results, right? That's what you've agreed to when you make someone take a test. I said, if you believe he really believes what he's saying, why would you be upset with him? Because you, you can't be mad at somebody for believing what they believe, if they believe it, and I said, If you believe what you say you believe, but they don't believe what you're believing, how can you believe what they believe? I believe what he believes is not what you believe, and you better believe it. You better believe it. Uh, you know what's great is in the comments, someone actually said, you know what? These girls should have to take the lie detector test too. Why not? Let's see if they believe what they say they believe, you know? I don't know who to believe. In the end, it kind of makes sense uh, what, what Dr. Phil is going for here. He's saying that uh, there was, you know, alcohol played a huge part in this. So maybe this guy got blackout drunk and uh, did some stuff to these girls and he didn't remember it. So in his mind, he didn't molest anyone. These girls obviously know they, they were. It's just a matter of, uh, well, who you believe. Speaking of molesting people, uh, real quick, <laughs> before we get into the news, I've got a new clip from our good friend and Utard, Devin Sweeney. <laughs> He's always got some fun, disgusting stories for us. I think it'll fit in well with today's episode full of molestation and dirty sex poems. What do you have for us today, Devin? I'm going to tell you a story back when I was 13 years old in grade 8. There's like a 0% chance this story doesn't have to do with him sucking one of his classmates off, right? When I had a sleepover with one of my friends from my school, it was... Mm -hmm. Totally weird and awkward at the same time. I like where this is going. But when the sleepover came to the end and we went to my room to go to sleep, he slept on the floor in the sleeping bag and I slept on my bed. He got up off of the floor, 
whipped out his dick and put it in my hand. No, for once, someone else is the sexual aggressor, not Devin. And I started to choke his dick. And I asked him, like, what is that? And he was like, that's my dick. You like it? And I was like, that couldn't be your dick. That's your hand, right, that I'm choking? Okay, I'm going to call bullshit on Devin right here. Not that this didn't happen, but the fact that he acted so dumb when it came to, what am I stroking? This is your hand, right? Why would If someone took their hand and put it in your face, that's not something you would stroke. You might shake a hand, and that's only if the hand was presented properly and at, a, at an appropriate time. You know, if, if I was just like laying in bed and a hand appeared in front of my face, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Go to bed, idiot. Stop annoying me. I certainly wouldn't, like, grab it and start stroking it. That's a bizarre behavior. You don't just start stroking other people's body parts. The one exception, of course, is dick. Someone shoves a dick in your face. Yes, you stroke it or suck it or something. Okay. That's why I think Devin's a liar. A big fat liar here. I want him to take a lie detector test. Get the polygraph, man. I asked him, like, what is that? And he was like, that's my dick. You like it? And I was like, that kind of your dick that's your hand right that i'm choking and he was like nope that's my dick and then i randomly just started sucking his dick in my bedroom and then when i default his motherfucking cock down my throat <laughs> things have progressed quickly here he started to laugh like how is that funny me choking on your big white native dick like that's not funny like he's not white he's native <laughs> but oh well his dick looks pasty white, and it sure tastes good down my throat. And then he slide his dick in my ass and fucked me real good. And, like, it hurt as hell. It really hurt because I never got fucked before. I was like, oh, fuck. And, yeah, but once he loosened me up, it felt amazing, <laughs> bitches. This is how Devin Sweeney lost his virginity. And then the next morning, we got up, got dressed, and totally ashamed of myself doing that, everyone. And then he left, and then a couple years later, I suck his dick again and got fucked by him. Got fucked my pussy ass, bitches. So the story has a happy ending for once. I love Devin's vo Oh my god, I just thought of something. You know, Devin's got a very unique voice. I have to give this a try. Hi, hi Tim. This is this is Devin. I, I want to gag on your cock, but I'm afraid <laughs> it's too small. Uh, your dicklet isn't fat enough to they, choke me. They think Devin is foreign or something. Cock, but I'm afraid it's too small. Uh, your dicklet isn't fat enough to choke me, but that's okay. I'll still let you fuck my pussy ass and come down my shitter. Love you. Bye. I think they think he's like Irish or Scottish or something. Hold on. I've, I've got to tweak the settings here. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we go <laughs> hi tim this is devin i want to gag on your cock but i'm afraid it's too small your dicklet isn't fat enough to choke me but that's okay i'll still let you fuck my pussy ass okay. devin is a work in progress i've got to keep tweaking the settings there it's hard to clone him Fucking speech impediment is what does it. All right, uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist of the fucked up news right now. <laughs> Listen. 
Listen up, this is important. Every single episode next week is going to be Sideshow exclusive. That means if you want to hear new episodes of TV, you gotta sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Become a true and honorable freak today. I want to ensure that everyone becomes a member this week, so I've got a special deal. This week and this week only, become a yearly Sideshow member for only $59.99. Huge savings on yearly memberships. What does that get you? Think about it. A year's worth of Sideshow results and about a 100 episodes of exclusive podcasts. New, just for Sideshow freaks. Plus, of course, the entire archive of programs. Uh, You know, we've been at this since December 2004. And best of all, it helps ensure Distorted View Daily continues on for a long, long time. So take advantage of this very rare Sideshow discount. Go to superfreaksideshow.com. On the main navigation bar, you will see it's the first thing listed, March special or March madness deal, something like that. You'll know when you click it. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. You'll, of course, get access to the website and you get a personalized RSS feed that works with most podcasting apps. Of course, if you use uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can uh, use those apps to sign up and uh, get all of the exclusive upcoming episodes as well. For more information on all of this, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. I do want to mention one more way to help support the program. We've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. Again, for more information and to sign up, patreon.com slash distorted view. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, this one comes from New York City, where a health aide and her family allegedly took over a patient's apartment, refusing to let her daughter in after the 103-year-old woman's death. Is this one of those rent-controlled apartments? I'd do the same thing. They also told the dead woman's daughter, if you try to break into this house... If you try to take it back from us, we're going to go ahead and flush the old lady's ashes down the toilet. Your move, bitch. Incredibly, the alleged squatters claim they have succession rights to the East 86th Street home because they were like family to the dying woman. I don't think that's going to pass legal muster. And I don't think they believe it either. Otherwise, they wouldn't threaten to flush the old woman's ashes down the toilet. Tatiana Abeo, her mom and her sister, have been living in the $2,088 a month, two-bedroom, rent-stable, I knew it was rent-stabilized, home for about 18 months now. The elderly woman that the home health aide was taking care of, Vera Katz, died back in August of 2021. Tatiana was hired in 2016 to help care for the lady, a one-time big band singer who performed under the name Vera Stewart. Eventually, Abeo brought her sister Victoria and mother Olympia into the 1,221-square-foot home. The women hail from Colombia. Quote, I love these people. I had a relationship with them because they took care of my mother. The 65-year-old daughter said things changed about a month after the elderly woman died. Quote, we talked about what the exit plan was going to be. I bought them dinners. I bought them gifts. Then one day she visited and there was a slider bolt on the door. The Abeos allegedly refused to open the door for the daughter who had been paying the rent. They also refused to let cops inside. Typically, the NYPD does not interfere with housing disputes, leaving the cases to courts. They were threatening to flush my parents' ashes down the toilet, the daughter said. Left with no other recourse, she took the Abeos to Manhattan Housing Court, 
where by December 2021, they agreed to hand over the ashes of Vera and also her father, but the proceedings were inexplicably dropped after the ashes were delivered. So even though she got the ashes back, she still didn't have access to the apartment. The landlord of the place, by the way, is, is just suing everyone. He's suing the daughter of the dead woman, uh, also suing the Abeos who are living there because they want to rent out the apartment for $7,000. That's the going rate now. The Abeos claim in court papers that they're now the legal rent-stabilized tenants of the place. Their, quote, loving family-type relationship with cats before her death gave the Abeos succession rights, according to their lawyer, Alan Goldberg. Meanwhile, the daughter is saying, uh, look, they were never on the lease. They never paid rent. How do you love somebody and you're going to flush their fucking ashes down the toilet? I added the word fucking. But you know they wanted to say that. The daughter also doesn't know what happened to her parents' belongings. She doesn't know what the hell's going on in that apartment. She saw some social media posts, and it showed the apartment was completely empty of her family's furniture and mementos. A lifetime of belongings, mementos, my dad's bylines. I guess her dad was like an editor for a newspaper. Books, a great vinyl collection, all appear to be gone. If this could happen to me, it could happen to anybody who retains home health attendance. A cautionary tale. Speaking of which, we've got a news story from our most fucked up state. That's every news story is a cautionary tale that comes out of Florida. Say it with me. Florida, our most fucked up state. Yeah, what we have here is another fast food dispute. See if anyone was shot over there, McMuffin. A woman was arrested Thursday night. Okay, so it wasn't a McMuffin. It's nighttime. At a McDonald's uh, in Cocoa, Florida, accused of brandishing a gun in the drive-thru and pointing it at an employee due to an argument over a non-existent menu item. Some people just can't admit when they're wrong. Give me a goddamn Whopper Jr. And it's like, no, this is a McDonald's. We don't do that here. Quarter pounder? We can give you a quarter pounder. We don't have Whoppers. Uh, an affidavit describes what responding officers were told by witnesses after arriving to find Quavi Young, 26, of Coco, behind the wheel with a gun in her passenger seat. Incriminating. It was a 9mm with a drum magazine capable of holding up to 50 rounds. Nice. Young ordered something at McDonald's called a cheeseburger bundle. That doesn't exist. Apparently, a cheeseburger bundle is a sort of combo similar uh, to what could be done for a McDouble or a McChicken. I guess it's like a McDouble and a small fry or something. The employee was like, uh, there's no such thing as a cheeseburger bundle. Sorry, I could uh, I could sell you the cheeseburger and a small side of fries a la carte, but th there's no combo or, or no bundle meal. This occurred during the woman's second appearance in the drive-thru lane that day, according to an employee on the phone and the affidavit. The employee described how things were a little busy in the drive-thru lane during the first encounter with Young. The second time, the victim told police that Young pulled to the first drive-thru window after being told she couldn't be served a meal that wasn't on the menu. Once there, the victim asked Young what her problem was, to which Young brandished the pistol. Sounds like you have a problem now, bitch. Instead of quaking in fear like most people would, you know, having a gun pointed at them by a crazy person, the employee basically just said, uh, why are you so mad over a simple issue? Young pointed the gun at the victim again, verbally threatening them as well before proceeding to the next window. Give me my motherfucking cheeseburger bundle. When police arrived, officers also learned that Young did not have a valid driver's license. Things have gone from bad to worse for her. Young faces charges of open carrying of a weapon, 
knowingly driving with a suspended license and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. Oh, she just wanted the cheeseburger. The last charge being a felony. She was booked early Friday morning, given a $7,500 bond amount and bonded out on Saturday. No word yet if she's been back to that McDonald's looking for another burger bundle. Uh, final story we have for you today. A merit British Columbia man. All oh, this story comes from Canada. I was interested to find out. I was looking at some stats on this podcast. I don't have a lot of them. I really should look into these things like like more detailed demographics and stuff like that. But I, you know, I'm a horrible business person. But what I was uh, shocked by was that uh, obviously the number one country for this podcast is the United States. That's where most of my listeners come from. Because I speak American, I guess. But coming in at number two, I would have thought it would have been Canada. Because, you know, we're so close and we practically speak the same language. You know, I, I, I figured it would be like um, uh, the U.S., then Canada, then the U.K., and then Australia. But it's not. Coming in at number two is the U.K., I've got more British listeners than Canadian. What the fuck's up with that? My theory is that uh, the English have a more refined comedy palette. They like smarter humor. And that's what Distorted View Daily provides. Cue the cock gagging audio. Anyway, back to the news story here. A merit British Columbia man says he was shocked to discover that notes from his physiotherapist... I am so dumb I had to look that up. I don't know. I honestly had no idea what a physiotherapist was. And I... As far as I can tell, I think it's like a physical therapist. The definition is uh, a physiotherapist is treatment to restore, maintain, and make the most of a patient's mobility, function, and well-being. That's, that's like physical therapy, right? Maybe the word is commonly used in Canada. This is why I don't understand what's going on up there. No wonder UK listeners rank higher than Canada. It's a bizarre, bizarre country. Anyway, uh, the man was shocked to discover that the uh, notes from his physiotherapist in his official workers' compensation file used derogatory comments to describe him and his injuries. I'm interested. Robert Monroe, 37, hurt his back back in December on the job delivering furniture. He filed a, a workman's comp claim. While reviewing the file, he came across comments referring to him as a redneck hick to death. <laughs> And an uneducated, massive redneck pussy. I'm talking to you, you redneck faggot. I don't know if the F word was in his file, but pussy sure was. Quote, the physiotherapist was really nice right up front, Monroe said. He said it made him feel uncomfortable about returning to the physiotherapist for care. Monroe reported it to his WorkSafe case manager. A complaint was then filed with the Interior Health Authority. Interior Health has confirmed Monroe's complaint and said it's currently under investigation. Monroe says his file has since been edited to remove the inappropriate comments and was told by his case manager it was so he didn't have to relive seeing it every time he, lo he logged on to WorkSafe for information about his case. He said he was sure to keep screenshots of the initial report, which he has shown to CBC, which is like, you know, the big television station up there in uh, or network in Canada. He's also been referred to another physiotherapist at a different clinic. Monroe says he would like an apology from the physiotherapist. Beyond that, he said he's still too angry to know how he wants the situation to be rectified. A major apology would be nice, the redneck pussy said. I didn't even know rednecks existed in Canada. You know, when you think of redneck, I think of uh, roadkill-eating southern hicks. We gonna have us some possum stew today. 
while we watch our NASCAR and shoot some things. Yeah. I'm allowed to do that very offensive southern accent because I am part hillbilly, right? Pretty much the same thing as a redneck. Is there a difference between redneck and hillbilly? If only my dad were still around, he could answer that. It's always funny like when my dad saw his relatives from down in Kentucky because he would return with like a jug, literally a jug of moonshine. It's a, it's a stereotype. He loved that stuff, like drinking turpentine, you know? We made that shit down in a holler. I also don't know what a holler is. Again, I'm only half hillbilly. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, freaks. Love to hear from you. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Uh, don't forget, we've got a Discord where all the freaks are hanging out. It's absolutely free. Check out distortedview.com. Uh, the link to the Discord is in the main navigation bar. Okay, let's check in with a few freaks, and I believe we have some patrons here. Call hey, Tim, in. it's Bobenstein. Uh, thank you very much for the hacker audio. That is more or less exactly what I was looking for. Perfect! And I did not realize that you couldn't get into the Disney Plus any longer. Um, I have no idea why. Your account is still set up on there. <laughs> oh. um, so DM me on the Discord or Twitter, and we can get this. Very kind of you. I didn't want to bother you. I figured, you know, if you didn't want to give me access to it, uh, you, you don't have to. It's obviously not a huge deal, but uh, now I am paying for it. Hold on. Let me think. I can't remember if I'm getting, like, a crazy good deal on it or not. If I... I'm going to check my account. If I'm getting a crazy good deal and it's like only a buck or two a month, I'm just going to keep my account. But if I am paying full price for it, I will uh, hit you up again. And, and thank you very much. It is very generous. Be on the Disney Give up your password to me. or Twitter and we can get this fixed. All so right. You don't have to pay for Disney Plus anymore. Oh, thank you very much, Bobenstein. Does he call himself Bobenstein or Bobenstein? Hey, Tim, it's Bobenstein. Bobenstein. Okay, so we're going to call Bobenstein. <laughs> Well, it was never clear on that. Hey, Timothy, it's Meowness. Meowness! Um, so something I was thinking about the other day was, uh, over the years, you've played the audio of Alexis K. Tyler's mother saying, why would a man have to have such a sweet rectum? And I, I, I vaguely remember the first time you played that, and I remember you like hearing that for the first time and being like, oh... I've got to isolate that audio. We're definitely going to be using <laughs> that again. But for the life of me, I cannot remember, figure out, or imagine what the context oh. to her saying those words possibly were. I, do you remember? I, does it, do any of the freaks remember? I, yeah. I need to know what the fuck she was talking about. Well, I, I hate to disappoint you, but I honestly don't know. I tried to look this up to, to find the source of the sweet rectum clip. And there are um, there's still a bunch of Alexis K. Tyler shows on YouTube, uh, you know, featuring her mom. The early shows featured her mom. And that's who was saying sweet rectum. But I couldn't find the clip. The closest I could come to was this. Uh, you gay young men, uh, you selling your body for, for crystal snack and uh, a hamburger. You know, I'm sure that they got mates out there, right? Not all of them, because like I said... That old woman has no idea what gay people are, right? They, now, these gay people, they can actually find partners, right? 
They're just not out there sucking dick on every corner. And they all got arthritis and they can't hardly walk. Let one of them young dicks come around the corner. They're Put that jaw or put that the back out their jaw and put that whole dick up in their mouth and suck them young boys' dick up. They can get them crippled up ass knees and lift them up or get up out that walk or take that knee brace off their leg and bend over on the bed there and let them young boys fuck them all in the ass. Yeah, I remember this. This was like a topic Alexis liked. She brought this up a few times. Old guys fucking young black men. And they wearing them pampers because they asshole <laughs> them fell out. The bottom them been knocked out because they don't have so many damn huge goddamn King Kong dicks up their ass and can't control their bowels and hold their damn bowels back. So you think because them men old and folk feeling sorry for them because they old and the old folk home in a wheelchair and had to have all kind of damn uh, asshole operation. Now that's really because right they done had them dicks. That right there. That right there should make them bag up. A little bit on being homosexual. It's not going to make them back up on homosexual because you got to realize you got a lot of women that got bowel problems too because they taking damn 50 feet dicks up their ass, whole damn yards and dicks up all up in their asshole, trying to compete with white girls and trying to compete. Right, well, it goes on, but the point is she never utters the term sweet rectum in this clip. If anybody wants to waste some time on YouTube going through old uh, Alexis K. Tyler clips to, to look for the sweet rectum, uh, that would be great. Hey, Tim. Ray Van Winkle. Hey. Uh, driving at like almost 6 a.m. East Coast time on January 4th. Listening to those dipshits, Dave and Chuck the Freak, on uh, their morning show. Man, I just got to say, like, you're the original Thank you. OG. These motherfuckers are ripping you off right and left. You know how you do that? Intro sometimes where you play like the dark side music from Star Wars, and then you have that dumb bitch saying everything's ungodly, dark sided. I'm pretty sure Corey made that for us, right? And then, uh, then you play Allison where she's she's talking about huffing shit, and then uh, saying, "But I'm your father, Darth Vader," and you kind of have that interchange. They're fucking ripping you off, man. They have the same kind of shit going on on their intro whenever they do Dave and Chuck go dark sided. You should listen to that show and sue their asses or something. I don't even know what is it. It sounds like it's on the real radio. Unoriginal fucking bastard. Anyway, I thought I'd uh, let you know that. I will have my lawyers on it. ASAP. They're going down. Ripping me off. All right. uh, That is all the time we have on this edition of the show. Want you guys to email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206 666 4463. That's 206 666. Oh, God. I wish a big fat trans woman would unload her colon right in my face, right down my throat. My favorite turds are ones that don't float. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the program. Don't forget to give us a five star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody.
Oh yeah! Oh Lord! This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.